Hello, my name is Huberto. I'm with Arizona Center for Empowerment. And we're here at Advocacy Day here at the Arizona Legislature. And right now our team is engaging with lawmakers and to talk about our People First Economy budget priorities. And today we're gonna to be talking with community members uh, to talk about the budget process and negotiations. And today we have Rick, who has been organizing uh, with Corazon for two and a half years, actually the organizing director at Corazon. Um, and he believes in an economy that invests in people. So how are you today, Rick? I'm good, I'm good, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my first question is gonna be, uh, how important do you think the budget process should be as far as transparency to the public? Man, I think the budget process is one of the most important things uh, that I think the legislature does in a, in a yearly basis, and it should be one of the most transparent things. The reason why I think that is because this is what really shakes and makes a lot of the things that impact our, not only our like community in general in Arizona, but all the way down to our, our, our neighborhoods, our schools, our healthcare. So I know a lot of times when we talk about laws and changing laws, we think about maybe the president or the senators or the U.S. government. But really when we focus on what it really takes, uh, either a toll or allows us to, uh, to thrive, um, it's systems that come from local places. And I think if our, you know, taxpayer dollars, our investment in our, in, in our communities and ourselves, the, the, the fair share that we all pay into is not given back to us, it's a disservice, right? And that, that not necessarily in, um, in a check, but rather in the investment of the systems and the structures that uh, impact our everyday lives, education, right? We're nearly last in the, in the entire country how much we invest in our, in our students. But we're also at the very top of how much we invest in criminalization of our communities. And so we need to have a say in how we use those dollars that impact us. So sometimes it's, it's our own um, collective wealth that ends up being invested to affect the way we live. And so in that, in that thought process, then I think we begin to think, well, why should I invest my own dollars, right? My taxpayer dollars in affecting my kids, my neighbor, my family in a negative way. Why can't I have that to impact me in a positive way? And not just me, but the people around me. And so the more transparency, the better, because it allows us as Arizonans to know how our lives are going to be impacted or not, depending on what the you know the, the legislature does with our with our budget. Mm. And, it, and we believe that it's a moral it's a moral document. It should dictate how we care and why we care about people. And and if we don't, obviously it's gonna show, right? And I think it shows right now. We're dead, like I said, almost dead last in education. Um, corporate accountability is not something that is is strong here in Arizona. I think we're letting corporations kind of go through and um, and and not pay their fair share as you and I pay or families pay, and we're not seeing any return in it. And so I think it's an important opportunity uh, in the budget process to see the transparency of why and how and who is making the decisions behind uh, the systems that are going to impact us every single day of our lives. So, what makes Advocacy Day so important? I think that's that this is the this is the day where if we're asking for that transparency. This is the day where we come get the transparency, right? Yeah. We, not only are we coming to advocate for the issues that we believe in, for example, $150 million into our housing trust fund. More than ever, we know that housing is not necessarily accessible, affordable for everyone, especially in Maricopa County, one of the largest growing counties in the whole country. Uh, Prices are going up. 
And so when you think about, okay, there's a house trust fund, there's some, there's, a, there's some money that we can put into that so that we can support families that are struggling, individuals that are struggling. Why not do that? Uh, other, there's opportunities to invest in education, higher education for undocumented, documented, wherever you are, as long as you graduate, like those are good things. And so coming to Advocacy Day, it's an opportunity to say to not only lawmakers, but to our community, that this is our process. It's a people's process. It's not just a legislature process. It's not a politician's process or a corporation's process. It's a people's process. And so Advocacy Day, I think, brings that opportunity into fruition to say, here we are, this is what we care for. This is what our communities care for. And we need an opportunity for you to hear us and see what the priorities of our respondents are, not the priorities of corporate uh, America, corporate interests. So what would you want legislators to accomplish by the end of legislative session? You know, I think for, for this is, a, this is a, a particular interesting year because this is the first year that we see, uh, you know, we have a, a democratic governor, we have both chambers that are very tight politically speaking. And I think at the end of this, at the end of this uh, budget process or this year, we're gonna see something different than I think we've seen in the past. The people are engaged, and I think that's pushing politicians and our legislature to think about who they have at the decision-making table. And at the end of this week, I want at the end of this process, sorry, I want them to really. Uh, oh, I'm hoping that they really see the opportunities they have um, to invest in people, and that they take those not 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 for themselves, but for for the people, for our, for our communities. And so I'm hoping that for the first time in a long time some of these communities are coming together, some of the, 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 the representation that is here through the many organizations is heard, and that we get some of the budget items that we're advocating for uh, to, to be real. Uh, and I think it's also a stepping stone for the next coming steps in our, in our, in our, in our fight to, to achieve a people's first economy. So at the end of this year, I imagine our first victories. Uh, and again, that, 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 that push to the next level of saying, um, I need to listen to the people first. Uh, before I listen to anything. And how many advocacy days have you been to? This is my first advocacy day with People's First Economy, but I, I've been uh, to uh, lobby days or advocacy days, um, maybe four or five of them. And I want to say this is probably the biggest one because of the amount of people that are coming together all the way from Tucson, uh, all the way from the East Valley, uh, really early in the morning, driving uh, across town because there's a belief that when we invest in people, when we put people first, everything else thrives with that, with that mentality, with that philosophy. And so I think it's just, um, it's, a, it's a really cool, it's a really cool day. I'm really excited to be here. And I also think like, I just can't wait for this, the Capitol lawn to continue to be filled with voices and stories of young people, parents, uh, uh, teachers, students, that want to say, hey, like, I have I have something to 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 say. It has my voice, and this is what we need in my community. So I'm really excited to to see advocacy. They continue to be part of our, our process, uh, a natural process of community, and not just lobbyists. And so, like, what would you say would be like the one thing you look forward to at Advocacy Day every year? I think that my favorite thing is seeing the amount of our community members that never thought that you know coming to the Capitol and talking to a representative was like attainable. Oftentimes the capital, even though it's for the people, it doesn't feel like it's it's available or accessible to the people. And so seeing um, uh, migrant communities, seeing poor communities of color, 
saying, I want to access, I want to talk to my legislator. That's my favorite part, to see every single year, new voices, new people really engage in a process where they're like, oh, I know my legislator, I can go talk to them. I can share what I'm struggling with, what I need. And I think that's my favorite part because every year there's somebody that has a, uh, an opportunity to see like, oh, I can, I can make a change. I can do a thing uh, in my community. And so I think that's, that's probably my favorite part. Apart from like the good food that we always have here <laughs> in these events, that is definitely one of my favorite things. Hey, you can, nothing wrong with good food. Yeah, people first economy, I gotta have people first. Exactly, food, people yeah. first. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so I guess my last question would be, if I was someone who's never spoken with my legislator, um, it's my first time and I'm nervous, what would be some general tips that you could give me? I think it's always important to remember that the legislator that you're speaking to is also um, a human being. Mm. And not that there's no other barriers around. So for example, there's definitely privileges that come. There's power dynamics that show up. But to remember that in your, that your humanity is as worth is as worthy as theirs. Mm. Um, but I think it's also important that you connect with an organization like Ace, Corazon, the many other partners that are here. So that if you feel that nervousness, if you feel that like, I want to talk to them, how do I do that? We've been able to work together to develop ways to to to, to prepare for those conversations because it's not easy. Like I said, it's not every regular day that you just wake up and say, I'm going to go talk to my legislator and everything. It's not accessible. It hasn't been accessible for our communities. And so it's a new thing. And so if you feel, I really want to get there, but I'm, I'm kind of shy, I don't know what to say. Politicians oftentimes present themselves as the smartest people in the room, but the reality is that our people know the solutions to the problems because they are the agents of change, not the politicians. And so you are more of an expert in your everyday situation than they are. So you coming with those expertise allows you to break some of those barriers of, of I'm not worthy, or I don't know how to say this, or I don't know how to speak to that. Politicians are going to speak politi politics. Uh, people are going to speak people things. And that's why we call it the first economy, because you want to come with the issues that affect people, not politics. And I think that's why that I invite you to, to get involved in, in any of the conversations, to ask any of the leaders that you're working with, hey, I want to, I want to know how to talk to, to, my, to my legislator. And so that you can begin to prep, think about what you want to do and uh, what, what you want to say, how you want to share it. Because again, you're the expert in your reality and you know what you need. Um, and so there's an opportunity here for you to say, here's what I need. And I think you also have a lot of more people that are gonna relate to you. So you won't be alone right. in that conversation. No. Well, I mean, that totally completely eased my nerves. Um, but thank you, Ricardo, for talking with us today. Um, everything you said has been really insightful. So again, Thanks wanna for, thank you. Thanks for hiring me. Yeah.